0: Welcome to the Coating Table. I'm your host Joseph Foley. Today we have this evening uh, Professor of NYU and Columbia Manisha Vavseva. Thank you for coming to the table today. How are you?
1: My, my pleasure, Joe. Good to be here. Good right. to see you.
0: Thank you. Thank you. You know, you've taught me at Columbia. You've been a great mentor and friend of mine, and I'm I'm very grateful that you came on the show today. So why don't we talk about your past and your future, and you know the real estate market, and help our viewers understand you know what NYU is about, and what is Manisha about? Uh, So, why don't you discuss you started off at architecture at MIT, and how do you get yourself to NYU?
1: Well, first of all, thank you for the very kind words, and you've been a wonderful, uh, my former student, and a friend now, so it's um, a great pleasure to see you. Thank you. Um, I'm an architect by training, and somehow, by chance, ended up in real estate. Uh, When I was practicing architecture, I always wanted to learn about how buildings are actually built um and so the more pragmatic side of things from relative to a design experience so out of that curiosity i just started taking some courses and absolutely loved them and then transitioned over to real estate Um, and spent several years uh, on the street you know uh, doing transaction work in real estate and some other industries as well Um, mostly mergers and acquisitions uh, and capital markets related work. And so I've been teaching for four or four and a half years. Um, I started teaching at NYU and uh, also teach as an adjunct professor at Columbia and have really, really enjoyed teaching. It just fell in my lap. I didn't, you know, uh, I, everybody told me you should be a professor. And I said, how can, you know, professors are supposed to be very smart and I I am not. So, uh, so I basically, um, you know, but it has been a great experience, very, uh, rewarding, personally rewarding, as well as uh, nothing, I, I believe there is nothing more wonderful than being of help to young, fresh, impressionable minds who come uh, with such tremendous talent and opportunities embedded in them to try to, you know, just be an, in another instrument in their growth and development.
0: Yeah, I mean, you helped me graciously in the last couple of years uh, and been a phenomenal resource as well definitely bothered you way too much than I should. Uh, So I know the classes you've taught me. Uh, Why don't you discuss some of the classes that you teach at NYU and as well as at Columbia and how you kind of grow the new investors and developers uh, of the next generation?
1: Sure, I teach uh, an array of classes at Mm -hmm. NYU. Uh, The simplest class I teach is real estate corporate finance, which is a basic class. Then I teach a more advanced real estate finance and investment analysis course, which is a property investing course. I also teach a course called Advanced Real Estate Development and Investment Transactions, uh, which is basically a global real estate investment and transactions course. In addition, I have taught the real estate finance capstone at NYU, which is the final class that graduate students have to complete before they go out into the field. Uh, And more recently, in the last semester, I have taught, in the last two semesters, I have taught uh, the global real estate capstone. Mm. Um, I think it's very... Uh, worthwhile and valuable to see, you know, the young students come into our program with, uh, you know, a, a lot of hope, a uh, lot of sense of uh, objectives, strong objectives to accomplish, uh, refine their skills and go out into the marketplace uh, and make the world a little better mm-hmm. than when they, you know, in terms of their skills and capabilities than when they came. And every student has the capacity to make the world better. And they do it in their own ways. Yes. So as a teacher, our job is to make sure that we, instead of putting our own framework or ourselves into that mix, we just sit back and try to understand what makes this student, uh, you know, what are their strengths and how can those be fostered and nurtured and strengthened. Uh, every student is valuable. Every student has Uh, tremendous innate capacity you know in all different spheres possibly Uh, and if you can be a part of that process just as an instrument I think it's a wonderful place to be. Again
0: NYU has you know opportunities sometimes I understand that the full-time and part-time you need to be a graduate student but could you elaborate a little bit so if some of these uh, investors probably can't take your class is there a program or any programs at NYU or Columbia for that fact that could kind of enhance their attributes or opportunities in
1: modeling and finance. Absolutely. I mean, it's, I think NYU, we have a diploma program and which is a continuing education kind of a program uh, in real estate um, and the various aspects of real estate, including design and construction as well. Uh, those programs, have, uh, we have an excellent program at NYU with respect to the con- uh, that continuing education aspect for professionals who want to enhance and buttress some of their skills which they think need to be buttressed. Um, So, uh, and it's taught by a wonderful group of faculty and it's very well administered uh, in terms of the quality of its administration. Uh, Columbia, I don't think has a program like that, but I'm pretty confident NYU does.
0: Uh, I did not know that. So, you know, if you're at NYU, uh, take the courses online. Uh, I think it's SCPS. Yes, uh, SPS,
1: School of Professional Studies. School of Professional
0: Studies at NYU. And you'll be able to have an opportunity to take individual classes uh, they don't count towards credits, but they're non-credited classes, and you could learn Excel modeling, you could learn debt, finance, or CMBS. You know, as a teacher, uh, you're exposed to def- definitely a different amount of people, uh, industries, as well as, you know, market analysis from a wide range of people. Uh, why don't you tell uh, some of our uh, viewers about, you know, what you see the next year is, and what can they do to better assist themselves in being successful? Uh, in the real estate market now.
1: In terms of investing? Yes. Okay. Well, the investment market is uh, pretty uh, different across the world, right? Every uh, you know, major market has a flavor of its own. Uh, there is definitely more growth in Asia. There is more se- safety and security in the United States. Uh, and there is some short-term tr- or to intermediate-term turbulence in, in uh, parts of Europe, because especially in the context of uh, Brexit that we have seen. Uh, although I think that impact is not going to be uh, as, uh, as negative as some of the you know, market participants are uh, indicating. Um, and, uh, but certainly, United States and its gateway cities in the United States are always good investment opportunities. Uh, the issue there is whether you can find attractive investments that would provide you, the, our investors, the right kind of returns. There is a growth pattern in Asia which is a little bit uneven. China has slowed down, but India has, you know, accelerated a little bit. Uh, and there is something phenomenal going on in India right now, which is, there is a, a impetus from the government of India to create a policy-based governance system, which has uh, dynamism to it, and uh, the administrative machinery in India is responsive to it. So they have brought in several policy changes, which are very extremely um, highly in- investor-friendly. Uh, not extremely but highly investor friendly and that process is going on the full benefit of that process is starting to be felt and over the, the next year or two i think the real tangible benefit of india's growth uh, a wide a widely spread inclusive growth within india uh, will you know will allow them to probably go into between eight to nine percent at least of gdp growth which is comparatively quite robust compared to what we have uh, in most of the Western world. Mm -hmm. Um, So I am, after a long time, finally, uh, you know, bullish about India, Indian real estate. Uh, But I'm always bullish about America. You know, you can, I will never bet against America. And uh, especially, you know, as a teacher looking at our young people and all the dynamism of our young people, is absolutely wonderful, Uh, you know, the creativity. Uh, the cultural uh, diversity, uh, the linguistic diversity, uh, the the freedom to express ideas and thoughts, and extract, you know, uh, important conclusions from that, and make the whole thirst for making a positive difference in our society. That creates an ecosystem which becomes resilient by resilient by itself, and in that resilience lies the stability of United States, uh, and you know. People look at the world from different angles. I look at it from the angle of a teacher, an educator, uh, and I think that is really profound. What we have, we need to accelerate it, make some more changes. Uh, you know, there's nothing perfect, but uh, in terms of where real estate extracts its value, is from that combination of industry, from education, from technology, from innovation, from the creative fields. Uh, And the United States, especially the young generation, is extremely uniquely placed for that. Um, uh, I'm very, very optimistic about assets.
0: Yeah, I can definitely tell that's the point. Uh, I agree with you a little bit on India, that there's definitely a growth opportunity there. I think that infrastructure needs to come in. Uh, I've heard from a lot of funds out of Singapore and Hong Kong that they're coming in and they're making major bets on the Indian culture. I agree that they were in a little bit of a lull, uh, I'll call it, for China. But uh, from what I've experienced and what I've seen personally when I was there uh, that, you know, they're just they're in a little small correction. They've been going strong for 30 plus years at like 70 percent GDP. And the number that it, it, it doesn't lie, like when you go there, you see the amount of growth that has actually happened and the wealth that actually built. Uh, but they need a correction because it'll all collapse. And I think that the, the government is forcing that correction, in my opinion. And what's happening now is, is they're correcting, and then the money's going to come back in. Uh, and I think they're where the United States was in the, you know, I would say the 80s, you know, doing that small correction, and they're going to bounce off in the 90s. I think that additionally, distressed assets, which are happening, it's going to be great in Europe, is going to be a great opportunity. And I think going after, you know, culturally sound uh, university, like education, they're always going to be good investments. And it really is going to depend on if you want to be in appreciation, if you want dividend, and you know that's again your your risk uh, parameters and portfolio uh, of what you want in an asset. Uh, so if you're ground up, no matter what, it's going to be risk anywhere you go. Even in York, even in New York City, uh, we have to catch it at the right time. You know, as as uh, so, why don't we go into my next question? Where would you say to so some of these investors, maybe public or private markets? Where would you say to allocate? You know, how would you safely allocate your capital in the next year? uh in in your opinion
1: well the opportunities abound around the world there is a little bit of turbulence in europe right now Uh, i don't believe that that's going to be a long-term turbulence the europeans are going to sort things out Uh, i don't think there's going to be a major economic cataclysm that some people had forecast um obviously the europe the british economy if they keep out of the out of europe and the negotiations are a little bit more um, way towards europe um, may being for some shrinkage for the next um, a few years uh, america is always going to be strong american uh, ecosystem and the institutional frameworks are very very strong incomparable in the world so and you know looking at as, a, as an educator looking at our students uh, we don't have to worry about it. there is growth patterns in asia which has become diversified a little bit china is going through a slowdown mm-hmm. obviously there is some you know issues in japan uh, japan is aging uh, you know, monetary policy has been um, relatively uh, more uh, fluid uh, and, uh, you know, the world is yet to see what that does. And uh, I think the bright spot in the world right now is India. Mm-hmm. India is going through some major governance changes where good policies, policies which are investor-friendly uh, and market-friendly um, you know, friendly are being implemented. The... The benefits of those policy are likely to be seen in a year or two. I think they'll become only more, they'll accelerate more. India recently opened up several offices, most of its sectors, for 100% foreign direct investment opportunities. They have this big make in India initiative. They have smart cities. They're building 100 smart cities. They're building 400 transit-oriented developments across the country. So the magnitude of growth and the possibilities in are India are, um, are have really brightened. Have been a You know, skeptical about India, uh, but under the changes that have happened in the year or two, I have um, you know changed my view, and I think it's very very positive for the world. Um, So, so India is a place to be, guys. India is one of the places (laughs) definitely to be, and also U.S. is
0: always the same. Yes, yes. Uh, As you know, the show is called the Closing Table. You sat on the acquisition side you sat in as an architect you've been mergers and acquisitions uh, and you are a professor as well what does that term the
1: closing table mean to you well the closing table means to me when we have lived a life and at the end of our life we're looking back at the closing table we are sitting on at that time Mm -hmm. we look back in retrospect and see whether we lived our lives with a lot of love kindness compassion did the things we always wanted to do you know, we're unafraid to do the things in the right way uh, and kept ourselves curious, always learned, and then leave this world in a way which says, you know what, I left a better world than I started with. And that's what Closing Table means to me.
0: Thank you very much, Manish. Yes. Appreciate you coming you. on the show. Yes. That is it for this evening. Uh, this is the, I'm
1: your host, Joseph Foley from The Closing Table. Let's get you to the winning side.